knows your real history the time has come true history has started unfolding the revelation has began namaste on this episode of the podcast we are talking about the glorious past of bharat as envisioned by aurobindo as part of our abhignana bharatam india great and free series shri aurobindo says we are no ordinary race we are a people ancient as our hills and rivers and we have behind us a history of manifold greatness not surpassed by any other race in the foundations of indian culture Sri Aurobindo writes In what field has not India attempted achieved created and in all on a large scale and yet with much attention to the completeness of detail of her spiritual and philosophical achievement there can be no real question they stand there as the himalayas stand upon the earth in the phrase of kalidasa prithivya ivi manadanda as if earth's measuring rod with this unique measurement she is still mediating between earth and heaven she is measuring the infinite casting their plummet far into the infinite plunging their extremities into the upper and lower seas of the superconscient and subliminal the spiritual and the natural being her philosophies her religious disciplines her long list of great spiritual personalities thinkers founders and saints are her greatest glory It is now proven that in science she went further than any country before the modern era. Even Europe owes the beginning of her physical science to India as much as to Greece, although not directly, but through the medium of the Arabs. This itself is sufficient proof of a strong intellectual life in an ancient culture. She discovered and formulated by force of reasoning or experimenting the chief elements of ancient science like mathematics, astronomy and chemistry. Europe arrived at some of these scientific areas and ideas and discoveries much later but Europe was able to base these scientific ideas and discoveries more firmly by her new method which is more complete she was well equipped in surgery and her system of medicine which survives to this day though it declined intermediately in knowledge it is now recovering its vitality in literature in the life of mind she lived and built greatly the vedas upanishads and gita still supreme powerful or beautiful work in that field are unequaled monuments of religious and philosophical poetry a kind in which europe has never been able to do anything much of great value the epic mahabharata represents the vast national structure it expresses completely in poetic literature the life of a long formative age of our nation The Ramayana is the greatest and the most remarkable poem of its kind. It is the most sublime and beautiful epic of the ethical idealism and a heroic semi-divine human life. With its marvelous richness, fullness and color of poetry and romance of highly cultured thought, imagination, architecture, sculpture and painting speaks for itself even in what survived after all the ruin of stormy centuries of ruthless invasions. It testifies to a continuous creativity and creation is proof of life and great creation of the greatness of life. 
But these things are the things of the mind and the intellect, imagination and aesthetic mind of India. Inwardly, India may have been creatively active, but yet her outward life apparently appears to be depressed, dull, gloomy with the use of ascetism, void of willpower and personality, ineffective, null. But this would be a hard proposition to swallow. But here, too, the facts of its history are in contrast to its superficial appearance of void of life. India continued to produce great saints, sages, thinkers, religious founders, poets, creators, scientists, scholars, conquerors, heroes, men with a strong active will and the mind that plans and the seeing force that builds. She has waged wars and ruled. She traded and colonized. She has spread her civilization. She has built systems of enlightened politics, of ruling. She has organized communities and societies. She has done everything that makes the outward activity of what great people do. A nation tends to throw its own vivid types of personalities in that line of action, which is most congenial to its temperament and expressive of its leading idea. In accordance with its temperament, it expressed its leading idea in the form of producing saints and religious personalities continuously that stand at the head in India. These saints and religious personalities represent the most striking and continuous roll call of its greatness, just as Rome lived most in her warriors and statesmen and rulers. The Rishi in ancient India was the outstanding figure with the hero just standing behind. In later times, the most striking feature in Bharat is the long uninterrupted chain of saints and religious personalities from the Buddha and Mahavira to Ramanuja, Chaitanya, Nanak, Ramdas, Tukaram, Ramakrishna and Vivekananda and Dayananda. There have been also the remarkable achievements of statesmen and rulers from the first dawn of history with striking figures of Chandragupta, Chanakya, Ashoka, the Gupta emperors, famous Hindu figures of Middle Ages up to modern times. In ancient India, there was the life of republics, oligarchies, democracies and small kingdoms. Afterwards, there were long efforts at empire building and colonization of Ceylon and the archipelago. There were heroic struggles against the Pathan and Mughal dynasties, Rajput heroism and the great upheaval of national life in Maharashtra, and the epic heroism, valor, martyrdom of the Sikh Khalsa. An adequate picture of that outward life still remains to be given. All this mass of action was accomplished by men of great will and vital force, endowed with vigorous manhood. They acted, planned and conquered. They have built great systems of administration. They founded kingdoms and empires and patronized poetry, art and architecture. They resisted historically imperial power and fought for the freedom of people. As a nation, it maintained its unique existence and culture. It lived on and broke out constantly into new revivals under the even increasing stress of continuous adverse circumstances. The modern Indian revival, religious, political, now sometimes called the Renaissance, is only a repetition under altered circumstances. It is an adopted form, though as yet less vivid mass of movement of a phenomenon which has constantly repeated itself throughout a millennium of Indian history. Four years after independence, in the year 1951, the following message came from the mother of Sri Aurobindo Ashram. Let the splendors of Bharat's past be reborn, in the realization of her imminent future, with the help and blessings of her living soul.
Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another wonderful work by Dr. K.M. Rao.